We're back. John doesn't have his headphones on, so he doesn't know that I'm talking about him. Even though we're in the same room. Can you hear me, buddy? Oh, dude, I can hear you. Okay, good. We're back. Thursday thick. Coming at you live. I feel like we skipped a week. Well, we kind of skipped a week. Well, we we recorded with Sonny. We recorded with... Scott. Great. And then we recorded with Dave Hermes' too, and that podcast still hasn't come out. Oh shit! That's a cat. That's a clusterfuck of a podcast. Yeah, that one's messed up. That, <laughs> that was a messy. Podcast. We had a friend back on Dan. Dan came back. Stan, no Dave. I know, but Dan was there. Oh yeah, Dan was here. He for didn't that fucking podcast. say anything, and he left oh, halfway so, through again. Damn it! So if you haven't checked that podcast out yet, you it's can't. Be- it's because not out. it's not out yet. <laughs> <laughs> Golly <laughs> shit! Got him. We had a great podcast last one, though. If you didn't listen to it, go back and listen with uh, Scott Allen trying to help me catch a fish. I'm pretty sure everybody that's listening has probably listened to that podcast. Judging by my analytics. Well, if you haven't, go back and listen. If you haven't listened to that and you want to know more about fishing and about Scott Allen. I still didn't catch a fucking fish. And we're going on to several weeks into John's fishing career. It's not looking good. We're looking. We're going to go up. If anybody knows any shamans shamans out there should i shut the fucking office door is he is he doing is he a shaman he's not a shaman we have we have a guidance counselor <laughs> next door his office the next door he's a guidance counselor yeah. not a psycho Maybe i don't sh- think he's a can you shut the door i have a hard time standing do you think my microphone cord will listen over the yeah yeah see how far you can get the shaman is no longer listening i didn't have to take my headphones off the cord reached and yeah, it's a, so the shop. We're gonna have to get John's boat blessed yeah. with some smoke. I went out there with Scar fishing with Scott. He got a couple bites, like brought them up to the boat. They 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 came off right before he could pull them in. But I mean, it, he, he says if you can see him, it counts. <laughs> but I was doing the same fucking thing he did, and then he's like, "Dude, I don't know, man. I feel like you need to bless your boat with some sage." Or smoke or something. He's like, you, you just made me fucking bad luck. <laughs> maybe, maybe you should take the didgeridoo out on the boat with you. Didgeridoo. And just... Oh. I'm doing that. I'm going to record a video on that. <laughs> it's going. Anyway. So, in light of recent... You know, recent... I feel like... I don't know. The last 20 years, man. It's been conspiracy theories. Thick. Yeah. Thick of them. We had 9-11. That was an inside job. I didn't even know that was a conspiracy theory until a few like years ago. Yeah, that's an inside job, of course. Um, what else? <laughs> They're going to whole bunch of this. Yeah, there's, there's people that believe that um, the bombing of the USS Cole, that like during the Clinton era was like inside job, which like whatever. I don't know. There's not a whole lot of evidence for that. But it was up recently this year. Whole bunch of conspiracy theories all over the place. Like that metal tube they found in the middle of the desert. Yeah, that disappeared, dude. First off, in the midst of all the conspiracy theories this year, the government's like, "Yeah, we're pretty sure we actually do know that we have aircraft uh, stuff from another dimension or planet." We were not worried about it though. <laughs> it's like nobody noticed. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah they're like, I we're brought not it up. About I was like, I've, I mentioned it so many people. I'm like, did you did you see that like article? In the like that was a really. It was a major public New York Times. You know how I think broke that open. Hmm. Rogan had that really trustworthy pilot on his podcast, and ever since that, oh yeah, major something. Yeah, that I don't think that guy has been well known for like a long a favor. 
uh, Lieutenant Favor, right? right? John Favor. He's very yeah. well respected. Well, yeah, he's a he's yeah, he's like well known pilot. Um, ever since he broke that open, it's just been like. But the Air Force was yeah. pretty much like. I yeah, guess he did break it open. Like yeah. By the way, there there are aircraft we can't explain not from this world. We'll have our fact checkers look into that. But I think what Rogan did was just give it a ten billion person platform. Right. But I'm pretty sure that whole favor story, like that's been being in, that's been an under investigation. And then that other dude, the um Bob Lazar. That's the guy. I feel like I'm in school. I got like my notebook out, like I'm ready to take Oh my notes. god, I'm gonna take some notes. Let's fucking close this shit up. Well you the last note on there, what's that? Kate Lee get in touch with Andrew. No, okay. uh, Dino slab. This is my, this is my nice. oh shit sticky Dino. pads. Back to the topic though, but so the there's conspiracy. conspiracy the kids conspiracy theories. That's what we're talking about. Do they exist? Don't they exist? Dude, we I so I I like thought about it for a while. I'm like, what would be a good historical thing for me to just bring up? haphazardly to people to just be like oh you don't believe in conspiracy theories here's some fucking facts to your face that actually happened that are just like irrefutably happened that was a fucking conspiracy right right so i'll take you back we're going back okay you heard of john have you ever heard of john f kennedy before oh yeah yeah okay kennedy for president kennedy for president so mr eisenhower since the Soviets were going to make friends with the, the Cubans, you know? Right. Russia was going to be at the back door of the United States. Cuba. Right across the thing. Castro takes power. What is it, like 100 miles from? It's 90 miles from Key West. Damn. Yeah. They got to Key West. And I'm like, fuck, this is a party town. We better keep going. Yeah. They're like, shit. This America, she she this is democracy. So Castro <laughs> takes power, right? And everybody's worried about that dude becoming a commie, even though he really, mm, may or may not have ever become a commie. We'll tell you the facts. Okay. Eisenhower senses commie, so Eisenhower right. goes down to Florida, grabs a bunch of Cubans, right? That it were expatriated because of Castro taking power. Like, basically, they were, like, Cuban, not necessarily militants, but they were up. They were, they the were, brigade of 2506. I'm going uh, to fact check as I go. That's, that's where we're going to. So, Eisenhower grabs a bunch of these dudes, right? Well, the 2506, we'll get, don't, don't let me get past too far past that. Okay. Because 25, that has a funny fact with the tied to that number. Right. So... Eisenhower's like, we're going to get a bunch of dudes that are Cuban. We're going to teach them in the swamps of Louisiana, I'm pretty sure. We're going to give them a bunch of machine guns. We're going to arm them, train them, send them back to Cuba, and overthrow the Cuban government Okay, through this whole mission. So in the midst of all this, he's training these Cubans. The 20, Well, the 2506 thing came from... Like in case anybody heard about the unit, because they didn't weren't doing a good job. Like they were training Cubans like out in broad daylight. Like, right. What are you doing with these Florida. guys <laughs> in Florida? Like what are you doing? So they named it. I'm pretty sure they named it the twenty. They num they whatever number they gave the unit was to like make people think there was more people in the unit than there actually was. So like when if you the like the lowest number of the unit, like they started the numbers at twenty five hundred. 
and they named the number 20, I think 2506. If I'm not mistaken, you can fact check this as well. The dude, the reason it's called unit 2506 was it was started at numbers 2,500. So if like you were the first soldier in the group, you were number 2,500. So if you got caught, they'd be like, oh my God, there's 2,500 more of these fuckers. It's like when you, at least when you order checks for business. Yeah. yeah but there was only start that at 2,500. This one dude died during training. And they named the unit after his number. And I'm pretty oh, sure he was number 2506. They're like, we're going to name it after him. Down with Castro. So anyway, back to the facts. Eisenhower is in a presidential election against John F. Kennedy. And John F. Kennedy is running an entire presidential election saying, Dwight Eisenhower, you aren't doing enough to protect us from Cuba. Cuba is going to rail us with the commie dick. They're, that was 1960, right? Oh, uh, yeah. So, 1960. Yeah. Cause it the was, math checks out. That would have been a election year. So, yeah. so, 61 was the Bay of Pigs in April. Yeah. So, Eisenhower had been planning this before he got ousted in Luck, the 60s. Luckily, we have a fact checker. We pay, him, mean, a, we pay him a lot we're, of money. No, we're, we're going We're going. We're, we're, we're winging. We're f- we're seventy percent photographic memory, thirty yeah, percent. Because your knowledge of the Bay of Pigs, because you explained it to me earlier, is pretty fast. Oh, I can do this on like just a lot of random shit. Yeah. Sometimes it's focused enough. You did it on the Civil War, and now you do it on this. Like it's it's good. Thursday thick with Andrew. I like the Civil War the most. I think. Okay. Um. All right, so so we train guys die. So Eisenhower's like, ah, oh, dude, this is a top secret thing. John F. Kennedy's like, Eisenhower, you're not doing shit. Like, literally, JFK's whole campaign was that, like, the commies were going to come in our back door, and right. Eisenhower wasn't doing anything. Because like, say anything. Just like our last election that we had with, like, Biden and Trump. It's still, still kind of going on, how they think about it. It's going on so until You're not doing 10th. anything with the coronavirus. You're, so, like, there's a lot of things, a lot of things that we're not, we don't fucking know that are going on. Yeah. Eisenhower has 15 to, t- I think it was 2,500 or yeah it was not more than 20 i think it was like 2400 or something like that because kennedy ended up like when he became president cut the numbers in half like got rid like was like you yeah, guys four, don't 1400 ended up participating yeah so like it was like around 2000 and then jfk is like you guys don't need this many guys so anyway jfk wins because of his campaign and eisenhower's like son of a bitch like if i could only say oh, i'm training these dudes <laughs> down in florida to fuck up castro right, he, he would have he won because right, he's right? a war hero which which is just a fucking catastrophic chain of events that leads into ultimately Kennedy getting the fucking bullet to that. And I'll take you through it. Okay. And I'll take you into, like, where facts start to, like, turn into conspiracy. All right. So JFK takes power. They start to do the Bay of Pigs, right? And the whole thing was that, like, the Bay of Pigs, like, the generals and everything in charge of it wanted to do it at, like, daylight. Like, right before daylight. So they could come in at, like, whatever. Or they wanted to do it at nighttime. Whichever one it was, JFK was like, I'm going to do the complete fucking opposite of what you guys want to do. And I'm going to send you with less men. Right? So I think Castro has, like, 100,000 infantrymen or something strong. Like, he has a huge army. And you're sending these dudes in. You're sending them in with less people than they were originally supposed to go with. You're sending them in, like, in broad daylight, I'm pretty sure it ended up happening. It was a complete fucking massacre, right? So JFK gets his ass handed to him at the Bay of Pigs. Yeah, they wanted air support. So three days earlier, they Mm -hmm. had bombed. 
but the CIA had called for more people and air support during the raid. And they were like, uh, no, because if you shoot one of these planes down, everybody's going to know the U.S. is behind it. Yes, correct. Yeah, so the, the, the air attacks three days previous must have been surprised, like no one was expecting that. But mm-hmm. then once they invaded, they didn't want to send them over and shoot them, so... Yeah, and it they, only took three days, and then they fucking beat them back. They eventually, they like even spray painted the planes to make them look like just like ghetto as hell, like right. and everything like that. So they ended, it was end, ended up not looking good for pre- President Kennedy because he was caught like with his pants down, basically, and like based upon like the Geneva Convention and all these. W- like international law, he like violated. Like he was basically, basically, he basically JFK. Based upon like the laws that were written after World War Two, JFK was a war criminal at that point because he had tried to overthrow a government using like like combatives, like like right. sponsored. Yeah, yeah. yeah so like he's caught wide out in the open. So you know what he does hmm. because he's all like one. He got his ass kicked. So what do you got to do? You got to you know, come back. You get your ego. You get, you get a little hurt. So what do you do? You fucking start Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So JFK ultimately starts like, polit- like the, and this is where like the conspiracy, but like this is like political science where it's like you right. see this huge failure, huge blunder that he has like within his um, presidency that he immediately pivots and uh, tries to become a hero again, America's hero again, by saving the poor Vietnamese, um, and joining, you know, starting a you starting another conflict slash war. So, next time you think that there's no such thing as conspiracies, realize that John F. Kennedy won a presidential election running against somebody that was doing something. Ag- but just couldn't say anything. But just couldn't say anything about it. And then when JFK got elected, they were like, oh... Eisenhower's actually doing all this stuff. What do you want to do with it? Here's all these soldiers. Now do something. And um, if you if you read a lot of like the extra little, you know, details around that situation, there was a lot of CIA like or people like what historians call company men. So it's right. like you're not CIA, but you work for like IBM and you're like consultant to the government, and it's like you're CIA. Basically, there's a lot of like people in the in, in like JFK's camp that are like so influencing him to do dumb shit all the time, which if you get into like the whole assassination conspiracies, eventually JFK um, was kind of like anti. I mean, he kind of always was, but he was ultimately very anti government in the sense that like he didn't think the CIA should have as much power as they did. Right. Um when and then all of a sudden, assassinated? he got assassinated. 63? 62? Yeah, because then Lyndon Johnson took over. Took over. Yeah. Yeah. Well, U.S. involvement escalated under President Kennedy <laughs> yeah. through the MAG program. From just under a thousand military advisors that had been there since 1959 to 16,063, and by 1960, the oh my god, what is that? Then you hear this? Uh, it's, we got a call coming in. Oh, we got a call coming in. Not for the podcast, but for some sod. Um, 
the North Vietnamese and sent 40,000 to fight the South. And that's when it escalated. By 1964, 23,000 U.S. Why do they call them U.S. advisors? They're fucking soldiers. Yeah, so they're, that's essentially what, like, they're Green Berets. Right. The, what they There's were a call- lot of special forces. Well, there's still, like, if you look at everybody says the Navy SEALs are harder because there are so many Green Berets, like, even in the National Guard, like, retired from active that are now National Guard, there are more Green Berets active in the National Guard than there are Navy SEALs ever. Right. Right? So that's, like, part of what the allure of the Navy SEALs is, like, oh, it's way more difficult, less people do it. It's, like, no, the budget for that for the Navy is a lot less than the Army has. To the ocean... That's what, like, if you're going to make any one argument about Navy SEALs being harder than, like, the Green Beret or MARSOC Marines or Marine Raiders or, like, any sort of, like, they're all fucking hard. They're, yeah, they're I, all, I'm pretty sure they're I'm pretty all sure they equally all res- as hard. They all equally respect suck. each other. Yeah, they equally sucks. Um, the ocean is, like, the irrefutable component of, like, the SEAL training that, like, yeah. the, you cannot argue with the ocean. Yeah, they're far more advanced than that. In the ocean. In the ocean. You're, mis- you're, you're, you're like, your entire, like, I'm... When people are like, oh, I'm going to be a SEAL. I'm like, oh, I hope you like being wet and miserable. Wet, cold, miserable. Wet, cold, miserable. That's never- a majority of what you're doing is wet, cold, miserable. Like, So think about it. But the advisors thing, if you want to read about like the Green Berets in um, the Vietnam thing, you want to look up like SOG. Uh, I think it's Special Operations Group Soldiers. It's like SOG units. And... I can't remember exactly what the number was, but I know that like there was such a high demand for officers to be SOG officers because the death rate for lieutenants and SOG units was like minutes. It's like as soon as you got like you landed, once your boots were on ground in Vietnam, Vietnam you yeah. were dead like the next day. So they literally, like literally. So this is MOG, Military Assistant Advisement Group, the MOG designated is a designation for United States military advisors sent to other countries to assist the training of conventional forces and facilitate military. So that's like if you that's don't MOG. So SOG mm. must have come from MOG. Yeah. So today, modern, Mo- so the Green Berets, that's like the what they do. Right. They go to countries. They spe- like speak that language. They yeah. go get you clean water. They teach you how to fight. You know, they, they fight along with you. They, you know, they might get a little, get a little, get a little bloody too. You know yeah. they gotta secretly, no conspiracy, no conspiracies many. ever though, but um, yeah, the SOG units, those dudes, like there's guys that wrote books or like, um, that like the stories they tell of like there's there's just one story I told I heard of a SOG guy who was like, basically, he was on his way out for leave, like he was like going into like um whatever the blanket on the capital of Vietnam. But he was, like, leaving. They were like, oh, my God, we're going on this rescue mission. And he was literally, like, in denim jeans and, like, like a like a Hawaiian shirt. And they were like, you don't have your gun. Here's your gun. Like, just handed him, like, a machine gun. Didn't have any bullet. Like, they never checked it for bullets. So he had no bullets. And he literally, like, hopped out of a plane, saved these dudes. Like, they literally, like, air roped him out. Like, he, he ripped his shoulder out. I got I to gotta think of his name. But he was. Uh, the he, Army has seven. Uh, five active duty, active duty special forces group and two national guard. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like first group, Washington, third group, yeah, five, first, seven, third, ten. five, seven, ten, and then nineteenth and twentieth are national guard. Yeah. So you have Fort Bragg, 
Fort Bragg has two. Kentucky mm-hmm. has one. Colorado one. Washington one. Mm. Yeah, I think like ten. I think tenth group does. Um, I think th- third group does the Middle East. Third or fifth does the Middle East. One of them does South America. One of them does Europe. And I'm pretty sure ten is like Russia, Europe. Yeah. So yeah. So you're, no, it says here. This is from the careers like finding a job recruitment they're gonna send us a message be like oh you're interested in becoming a soldier no i'm gonna definitely get it the 10th is responsible for europe which would probably be an russia interesting right interesting place to be a green i think i think europe out of all the places is the most unexpected place that they're probably very very busy oh there's a lot europe is a society that's been around for thousands of years that has so much integration with other cultures and past like well i think it would probably have a lot to do with like i you know iraqi freedom afghanistan iraq war syrian conflict like all those people ran away from that region to to europe Europe. yes so you have 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 a lot of and you have old kings and royalty that are like doing shit doing shit far above like the law dare i speak up of epstein Exactly. That's not a conspiracy. Dude, that's another conspiracy. I don't think the Epstein thing can be considered a conspiracy anymore. I think it's just pretty much fucking fact. The guy didn't kill himself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the uh, did you see anything like surrounding Prince um Is it Harry? The oldest one. Yeah. The father. Charles. Who, Char- who was married to Diana. Yeah. Have you seen like anything surrounding like like he completely just like does not even come out into the speak? Like he just like anything like he just like he doesn't say Nope. Anything. Yeah. Well, that's got, and like it's kind of odd that like something of that magnitude doesn't find. But like I think once it finally they finally got him to say something, he was like, like it was he was blunt, like he was like a caught off guard. Like I don't remember exactly like I, what I don't the question think, was. I don't but it was think like, with the, one of the oldest monarchs in the world, there isn't a whole lot of loose lips going on there. And now they've had their issues with social media mm. in the recent times, but. I would say all the way through the seventies, it was a controlled and they keep it. Tight if you ever watch the Crown on Netflix, um, you would love it. Yeah, um, they always had like very scheduled appearances, very scheduled messaging. Oh my god, what is that noise? Dude, There's a bird in the room. Fucking, um, and not until recently have they been like able to speak openly. And kind of have like not have their own talking yeah. points. Yeah, so uh-huh. it's, it's interesting, but I don't. I think that kind of makes sense. Monarchs like start you to represent the family. You can't say anything you want to say. You got to say what we got. I mean, say. you're worth. I mean, I don't know what percentage of England in the world that the British, you know, the English King of England or Queen of England they own, but they own a lot of the land that they just lease for a hundred years to people. Yeah, I think that. Um, if I were running the things over there, I'd probably keep that information completely, like how what we're worth or what we own. I would probably keep that completely on like silent. Queen Elizabeth II is far and away the world's largest landowner. The runner-up is King Abdullah. Right? I know. At five hundred and forty-seven million acres. How much does she have? Six point six billion. Acres, acres. Wait, how? And he has five hundred million. 
547 million. What? <laughs> what? Staggering. Say those numbers again. Right. 600 um, and something is, billion. This, this is from Business Insider. Queen Elizabeth. Land. 6.6 billion acres of land worldwide. 6.6 billion. Great Britain, Northern Ireland, Canada, Australia, and a few other spots here and there are also all Falkland. And That's 6,000 million. Yeah, with her six point six billion, Elizabeth is far and away the world's largest landowner. The closest runner-up is King Abdullah, who controls a mere five hundred forty-seven million, or twelve percent of the lands owned by Her Majesty the Queen. No, so just just so take just that in. Take take how what is six point six? No, look up, look up what six like what is that conceivably? Let's look in up one the state. size. All right, what state? You, you, Texas, USA size in acres. I, I, it's far Wait, bigger. you're going to the whole country size? How big is America in acres? This is going to blow you the fuck away. How big is America in acres? I don't know. That's a hard number to like. 2.43 billion. So you're saying that the Queen of England owns three United States of America. That is a staggering amount of fucking land. Okay. China is 3.7 Square miles, so that doesn't count. United States, two point four three billion acres. She controls and owns six point six billion acres. That's fucking insane. You can't even put a dollar amount on that. How many acres is the United States? Two point four three billion. That's insane. That is insane. That calls. That calls for. Uh that, good that for just, you that guys. Just shows you. Good for you. That just shows you the power of the of the of the Britain Empire. Now think about through that. like the seventh, pretty much the sixteen hundreds, maybe fifteen, but mostly sixteen hundreds until the late eighteen hundreds, until like the Industrial Revolution. Like that was their reign. It, it kind, dude. It went all the way into post World War One. I'd agree. I think they were still by far the they were still merchant. they were still dicking around. They pissed Japan off. They probably just went in and said, "Look, we'll 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 buy your land from you. Here's a large dollar amount." Dude, the British, like the British, didn't cause World War II, but their presence in like the Asia South Pacific, like Japan, pretty much wrote off the fact that they could just invade Mandarin or um, what? Not Mandarin. Um, the Philippines. No, they went north. They went to Manchuria. Manchuria? All right, 15, Ted Turner owes, owns 2 million acres. He's 15th in the world. Yeah, and he owns Time. He owns Warner, like uh, like the Bunny. Uh, he owns Atlanta Braves. He owns ESPN. He sold CNN. He sold CNN. Okay, so going back to the Queen, right? Say you want to do some shady shit. Like say you want to bury a body. Right, you got a problem with somebody, and you're like, you know what? I need this dude. Just, I don't, I don't want to see him again. Right. Yeah, it's six point six billion <laughs> acres. Holy shit! You think you're getting caught? No. It's like, oh, you want to come on my six point six billion I, acres? I don't think no. people understand the power of Great Britain still to this day because we're in America. Like everyone in America is fairly. Unless you've traveled, you don't really understand. I think people understand the power of Great Britain. Look how fucking Fuck, pissed. I, did, I didn't understand. Look how that pissed off they were when they left the fucking European Union. The, the people well, they haven't officially. Well, I mean, like, yeah, because England no, I, 
Germany was like such a financial footnote of that whole agreement that like say like you and your rich brother are like going to control things and like, your rich brother's like you know what I don't want it anymore. Yeah. You're like what you what do you mean guys? Like we we like Hitler's not around anymore. Come back in. Like come back in. <laughs> <laughs> but th- that uh, over here like United States like there's a, there's there's a rare glimpse into what that country's like with being a monarch and the power that they have old money is not there is like very little presence or understanding of what old money means in the united states correct yeah that's why when people speak up about like the financial separation between like low income middle income and upper class people in the united states it's like you guys don't even know the difference in wealth. Like you go to some some of the places I've traveled, you get off the plane, you're cruising around, and you're like, oh, that's the king's house? Oh, okay, look at all these other places across the street from the king's house. It's yeah. like very evident that like someone has all the fucking power in that country and says, well, then does whatever they want. Not in like a necessarily abusive way, no, but just- it's abusive in comparison to the standards that we live at. If you went to like... Let me think of a country like uh, Morocco, yeah, right. Totally fucking different than the United States. <laughs> sure, you have totally a pleasant place to visit, unless you're poor. Unless you're fucking poor, like that country. If you're poor, not good for you. No, the- but there's no real. If you go over there, there's no middle class. Like everything is subsidized. Like bread is subsidized, in, in, milk is subsidized, yeah. which is like great. But like people don't have to. People don't have to work as hard or necessarily for as much money to sustain a family or like a certain way of life which makes them happy right but like if you brought that same like i think the middle like if you took you'll have to fact check this i think the annual income the median annual income of someone in morocco i think is like twenty four hundred dollars or forty two hundred dollars annually uh and if it, I could have it confused because it could be less than that. Like, I could have it confused with, like, I don't know. Uh, just put in, like, mean, like. This is 49,000. That's nowhere. That's not possible. I'm sorry. That's Morocco, Indiana. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Morocco, the country. <laughs> uh, so, it, so, Morocco has been ranked among the world's poorest countries. What's like the... It's got to be. Let me click through there. So back to while this loads. Mm. The the royal and the monarchs of Europe, they're involved in the... They're not really involved on the daily activity. You know how you always say like kings don't talk... Like don't talk to peasants? Mm. I think that's saying probably somewhere in there, but it goes back to... They don't deal with the everyday bullshit in their countries. They have their car, oh, they have no. their, their House of Co- Commons and the House of Lords, and they fucking argue over it. Oh, they do. They were like, "Oh, you guys want a prime minister or a president?" Yeah, sure. Yeah, they were like, "Good." Right. Somebody, else, you know what? And Let then him that worry prime about minister that shit. goes to the like the Queen's office once a week. Oh yeah, and they're just like, "Here's this, this, and this," and she's like, "Sweet." And then that's she, it. She, she's just got all, like literally. It's the best setup for them. Because they're completely sheltered 
from anything that's going on in that country because they don't give a fuck. What do they kind of do? Like they have, they're just rich as shit. Like that, they, they're just like they're a bank, essentially. They're just money and a landlord. They're just a big landlord. All right. So they don't need to get like they don't need to like why bother dealing with the minutia if you have all of it set up. Out of 174 countries that were ranked in 2015, Morocco was 119th. Okay. Of the 174, uh, that gave me nothing. Annual household income, Morocco country. Mm-mm-mm. Let me say day Yeah, so I was right. GDP, GDP per capita in Morocco. Okay, this is GDP. I don't have the income here. The GDP per person is $3,100. That's not very good. But what is it? Okay, uh, living in Morocco. But you could go from the United, and I know a lot of people that have done this, mm. and that they go to other countries that aren't as, the, the income gap is so wide, and they take a lot of the money they've made in America and then go and they move to Morocco, mm-hmm. and they'll live rich for the rest of their lives. No, as, yeah, long as, they're, sure. as long as they get either safety or integrated into the... I've seen that, it. That... I don't know what they. I don't know what Moroccan royalty would call an American that would move there because they have money to live. It would be very hard to become a citizen of Morocco, right? Unless you like, I'm sure if you did some sort of financial contribution like that, I think it'd be pretty easy. Um, but like, I think there's there's also religious connotations with becoming like a Moroccan citizen. All I right, think here we go. This might they take. Th- this might give it. the poorest com- country. Okay. Okay, there there you go. Congo, $475 of GDP per capita. Fuck. That country only produces $475 of growth. That is crazy. Gross domestic product. Uzbekistan is 10th at 1,300. So what was Morocco, like 30th? That makes sense, 3,100. What is the world's richest countries? So what did I... I said... What did I say? Twenty four hundred or forty two hundred? It was thirty one hundred. Yes, yeah, so I was right in the fucking middle. Richest countries in the world. Dumb. United States has, and it also has the biggest wealth gap, which just makes sense, right? Yeah, I think in conclusion of like the conspiracy conversation, right? The whole conspiracy movement, can, like, can really be a distraction. You know what I'm saying? Because we're, if we're the richest country in the world, why why do we sometimes feel like like it's like okay, why can't we get together and decide to focus on something that's like truly important? Why do we feel like we get bogged down? Like it seems like someone's like, "Hey, peasants, argue over this shit right here," and then it's like, "Okay, we're arguing over this," and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, "Well, us arguing and fighting over this benefits this group of people." Right, we won't get into right. like who, like we won't get into this level of conspiracy, but like us fighting with each other, like that benefits someone. 
So, like, when people are like, eh, there's a conspiracy, it's like, yeah, someone could just be taking advantage of a situation. But, like, this year, it's like, it's like every day, every week, it's like some new thing popped up that was like, oh, my God, it's like killer bees, like this, that. Like, it was like, why can't we just give up all these conspiracies for a little bit, agree that, yeah, maybe something's a little messy, and then, yeah. you know what, let's go figure out how to live underwater. I think, or let's figure out how to do this. Here, here's my, here's my take on the whole conspiracy things. Right, if you had a conspiracy back in 1920, you'd have little to no data to back anything up. You would just be like, "All right, that dude's an idiot. He's crazy." Yeah, we find out about it like 20 years later. Right. <clears throat> now that we've entered the world of where you can literally, if you research hard enough, find anything about anybody. And really start to put some pieces together, which there are a lot of smart people. Like, I don't think conspiracy theorists are dumb by any imagination. I think that they can twist and alter the facts at times and most of the time. But every now and then, it's they human it right. nature. It's human nature. So what I will say to the whole thing is I think that the world is finally getting enough interconnective data together to realize that. We're being fucked with. We're being fucked with by the richest people in the world, and they don't give a fuck. You know why? Because they're like the monarchs of England who own 6.6 .6 billion fucking acres, which is three times the size of the United States. Yeah. yeah. Do they? Do you think they fucking care about riots in the street? It's like, do you think they can just literally be like, you know what? We will buy all, like, they can literally destabilize, like, with that much money, you can, you can, you're not, when you sit down to have conversations, it's like, oh, man, hmm. Algeria, they're just, that country just can't get their shit together. They're not producing for us. It's like, ah, right. you know what? We need a new manager. Of a, we need a new manager in there. It's like, fire them. It's like, oh, okay, so you want to fire so the when, person who's running a country? It's they, like you literally are moving at that level you're talking about. And it's like you, you think you're crazy talking about that. But it's not. Like when you're at a low level, see, you have a treehouse. You got a crew of boys. Like you got like. A hierarchy, right? And then you get up to like the, shovel and driveways. Hierarchy, of and the then world. and then you get to the hierarchy of like our business, right? Like you know more powerful people like locally in our community and in like our county. You know, you start to be like, oh, this is how stuff happens at our local level. And then you're like thinking about like, oh, we start to like dip our toes in the state level. We're like starting to meet people on the state level, and then you hear stuff on the national level. Yeah, and you can only like you and I just barely dipping our toes in the state level. We can assume that the conversations the people at the very fucking top are exactly the conversations we're having, just on a but on a fucking country level. Like, we're like, oh, how do we get this guy, you know, how do we help him yeah. learn a little more so he can, like, it, it, do better think, at work? And those con and those people are so powerful and so wealthy that they're like, how do we get this president to get his shit to Like, what do we do to him so that he does what we need him to do and it's like the thing about that is yeah. like and how each country maneuvers on itself so when when people want to say that the world should be this and that should be that and it should be peaceful and everyone should hug and love each other yeah we all probably agree it should be it ain't fucking ever going to be like that there's like silent powers or like there's an insane yeah. amount of power that no matter what because you say like the hippie movement like all the hippies all the lovers it ain't happening. You know why? Because you don't make the decisions. The decisions, unless you overthrow the most powerful, which you would never be able to do that. Unless you, not at this level of organization that we've no. fucking seen this year. No, that's you got people fighting over what, like, you have people that are, like, getting, you know, upset over, like, just shit. Like, it's like, you guys think you're going to get organized together enough to, like, overthrow, like, your 
you guys couldn't even fucking kidnap a governor. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Fucking, it's like, oh, we're going to get the militia together. It's like, man. you guys can't even run a fucking mile. It, it it's like, is, what are you doing? It is. And then. So go read about the Bay of Pigs. Yeah, so read about the Bay of Pigs. Start to put some pieces together. There's a lot of conspiracies out there. Most of them are bullshit. But when you start to tie things together and realize that. There is a. I think most of them are bullshit because we don't actually know. We, we don't. We know. have to make it up. And they may be feeding. But like when you think about, if you're ten billionaires in the room, to be sure, they're talking about how to maneuver on people, and how to maneuver on countries. Yeah, it's not like to, oh, I got a new Keurig. It's yeah. like no, I had I hired a new person to bring me my fresh ass coffee. This like it's not. It we're talking about completely. Di- your problems yeah. at that level are just different. You're problems. talking about how do you capitalize on the on the underserved populations of Africa, on the people who don't have internet, so that you can push your ideals, and that's the scary part with social media companies. And you're starting to see it. If they and they have the right to, in the current beliefs that America has, they have the right to push whatever ideas they want. Because they are a private company. And in my opinion, I'm okay with that. I think we'll we'll leave it at that because we're going into a whole other potential topic we'll there. we'll pick that up next so week. So I think a next next week, and you'll have to remind me of this, I think we should talk about like TikTok and Instagram and then TikTok's relationship to like the whole Hong Kong thing. And then yeah. how Instagram, Facebook were like everybody's being everybody at one point in time was very critical of TikTok and like China's control over TikTok. It happens, but it's happening too. domestically here too. So it's, maybe we'll talk about so that. Th- think about that. Think about the Bay of Pigs. All the things that you've, all the things that you go back and you th- and you think are your opinions that you're like, huh, I'm starting to see a lot of that stuff on social media. I must be right. And the amount of power. That all those little images as you flick through have. Just think about that over the next week and be like, why am I seeing so many of these? Who's pushing this algorithm to me and why? And that's what you got to think about. Now, if you just have like dancing chicks and like. What John's fucking, saying fucking is hi- like. Hippos fucking hippos on there. You, you got, what you're, you're absorbing. Yeah, your algorithms like you're fucked up. But if you got, if you got fucking things absorbing that are newsworthy and you're like. They're. Their algorithm is pushing to this to me for a reason. You got to figure out the why, because it, there's there's an agenda behind it. Just oh, like for sure. just yeah. So and just like the advertising, but we'll talk about that next time. Oh, yeah, I don't know what we're talking about next time. After we talk, we we that was fucking a whole lot. That was of, deep. That was we do we so we ran through. Next that time you think the 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 British Empire is weak, just remember they they <laughs> own 6.6. they own three United States of America's worth of land. Yeah. And they lease it back at like a hundred year leases. Yeah, it's like yeah. Make sure, make sure you collect grandson. <laughs> that lease is up seven more <laughs> years. Seven more years. I'm not going to be here to collect on that castle. <laughs> oh, and make sure you get the von traps that cast. They do not. They're not paying their electric your bill. Old, your old lady fucking accent sounds like a Middle Eastern it's, accent. It's horrible. <laughs> Damn it. Go collect on that little old oh my lady. How do I do a British? Well, uh, Jonathan. Visualizing the richest countries in the world. We own 6.6 billion acres. Alimonian. I don't want to hear it from you. <laughs> That's better. You think you think you you think little Johnny? You think he has it better than you? Yes, his dad owns a ranch in Texas. <laughs> Two million. Ten, you, you, Ted Turner. You tell him your daddy, your daddy. When I die, 
will own 6.6 billion acres. <laughs> and all the kangaroos in Australia and the sea turtles. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this was the Thursday thick. We're trying to bring more heat. We're trying to bring some facts, some podcast level facts. These are level seven facts, not level 10 accurate. I would say they're level seven to eight at most accurate. <laughs> it's pretty close. Never going to be a nine or a 10 because we have jobs. Yeah, we have real jobs and we don't have like a whole pro, a produ- production team behind us to, to write all this shit. I got to come up with it from memory. So give me a break. Enjoy the facts. Expand your mind. Tell a friend about the Thursday Thick. Come next week, we will be talking about Instagram. Instagram. TikTok in Hong Kong. (laughs) And we will no longer mention the 6.6 billion acres. That's going to come up when we talk about Hong Kong for sure. I think we're going to have to reference 6.6 billion acres multiple. What do you mean? How many many dollars I have? 6.6 billion acres worth of it. That's rich. Think about it. Thanks for listening.